and welcome to the Sally in the Zen podcast. I'm your host, Sally. I'm a Zen Buddhist caregiver, and I thank you so much for joining me in my pursuit to find Zen moments in everyday living. Before we begin, I want to let you know that this episode may contain adult language, so listeners' discretion is advised. Sometimes I do slip up. Yes, even Buddhists have spicy language. So, let me ask you a question. When you hear the words Zen Buddhist, what immediately pops into your brain? Be forewarned, besides being a Zen Buddhist, I'm also a mind reader. Because let me tell you what just popped into your head when I said Zen Buddhist. The Dalai Lama. How much do we want to bet that absolutely he showed up in your head? And David Carradine. Grasshopper from the 1970 show of Kung Fu. According to Billy Joel, you may be wrong, but you may be right about that stereotype. If you're interested in learning more about just how I knew what you were thinking and the reason for this podcast, then grab a seat and make yourself comfortable and let me tell you a story. On June 10th, I had published an article on the Ascent publication on Medium.com titled, What to Do When the Universe Bitch Slaps You Down. Embrace the pain and rise. Always move forward. I'll include the article, the link to the article in the show notes, but here we go. I'm an analytical and logical creature, almost fucking robot-like. I'm pretty linear because yes, A yes is a yes, and a no is a goddamn no to me. The gray areas and nuances sometimes bounce completely off my shiny forehead. And I know when this happens when I see the eye rolls or the infamous silent stare shouting, what a blockhead. I'm as creative as a doornail. Squarer than a square can ever be. Those are my perceptions, unchanged for most of my life, secure in knowing that I have zero interest in getting out of my comfort zone. Predictability is comforting and reassuring, especially in the world that we currently live in. Leave the chaos outside my door. Then the universe whispers your name. I knew it the moment it happened, when the wind gently shifted By day, I work a 9-to-5 job. By night, I'm a caregiver to elderly parents, especially a father who's also a stroke survivor. In between the daily and sometimes harsh grinds of just trying to keep my head above water, I didn't realize what had quietly happened to me. I didn't know who I was anymore. I've become my father's caregiver since his stroke in 2016. I also keep an eye on an elderly mother who has a penchant for falling asleep when the stove is lit. Aside from the community at work, I have nothing else save my parents, who run me ragged from the moment I step through the front door after work. Someone has suggested a caregiver support group, but I brushed it aside because I don't need it. Truthfully, I don't want it. Because I'm my father's daughter, and I eat nails for breakfast. I'm a private person, and this is my own business and nobody else's. Then the realization that something wasn't right. It began with a particularly nasty clash of ideas on a project that I was working, leading at work. After the meeting was over, I walked away from my desk and straight into the corporate health center and melted down horribly. 
I needed help. It was only after multiple sessions with the therapist that I finally began to understand. I never faced what happened to my father, a viral and vibrant man who had always been the pillar in my life, whose steady and strong footsteps I've always followed, who now needed me to physically help him bathe every night. But the most jarring realization of all was that I had forgotten that I was a Zen Buddhist. My father is my Zen master, and I've always been his grasshopper. I had been adrift since his stroke and didn't even recognize myself in the mirror. Buddha teaches that only with an open heart and mind will I ever be able to hear the messages from the universe. Then one night, in the darkness of my bedroom, in the quiet of my home, I settled into myself and closed my eyes, felt the air moving in and out of my nose, felt the even rise and fall of my chest, heard the steady beat of my own heart. Time stopped. Everything fell away. The sorrow, the ache, I let it all go and finally opened my mind and heart to the universe and cried. My father always reminds me that life is about being present in the moments, and he's my biggest advocate for this next chapter of my life as I finally step out from the background and into the light. I'm writing again. I enjoy writing, but can I honestly say that I love it? No, no I don't, but I'm falling in love with it. My dormant blog is getting a makeover, and I'm currently reinventing myself with a spoken word launching a podcast soon. I figure now is the time for me to speak. Even if no one listens to me or reads my stories, I know certainly that the universe is. When it's your time, when it's your turn, and the universe calls on you, I find that having a few things in your arsenal will help you rise up to meet its challenges. First, you have to have an acute sense of awareness that you'll never be defeated by life's challenges when you stare them down with eyes wide open. Two, you have to have unwavering courage to know when you need help, get it. Three, you need a strong community that has your back. If you don't have one, build or find one. Four, Failure is an option, but non-action is not. Rise up and move forward and grow. I heard the universe call me, reminding me to remember who and what I am, calling me to speak to it and be heard. Is it scary? Yeah, yep. Stretching yourself usually is. Am I afraid that I'll absolutely sound like a fool? Yep. Am I answering the universe, trying to change from that stupid stone that you can't squeeze blood out of? Because that's what I've always thought of myself. Can't create anything worth shit. Never truly believed that I had anything worthy to say. Now it's like a, a running faucet, the ideas. This incredible yearning to open my mouth and speak. I don't know why this is happening, but my journey to find the answer has just begun. And that's the end of the article. In Pinterest, and I love and adore Pinterest, they have these short one-liner one -liner nuggets of wisdom on just about anything you want. And I call these fortune cookie quotes. 
And I recently saw a fortune cookie quote saying that Zen Buddhism is not a religion but a philosophy. Well, I beg to differ. It is a religion. And it's absolutely a mindset and a heart set that centers around meditation. It's about the attempt to find peace within yourself, trying to align your mind with your heart and your spirit every day. It's also being present in the moment of every moment of every day of your life. I've been doing meditation for years, and it's more than more an art than a science. For me, this. This may get a little woo-woo right now, but it's usually about opening yourself to be able to hear what the universe is trying to say to you. It's definitely more than being bald or wearing robes and wandering around the earth. And the reason why I say that is that I'm a Zen Buddhist and I have a full-time job, just like millions of other Buddhists in the world. I have bills to pay, mouths to feed, a home to take care of, and this is real life. Not everyone can afford to be wandering nomads or want to be one. Now, Buddha says that life is suffering. Zen master, my father, reminds me of that periodically, and as his caregiver for the last three years, I really understand that now. It's hard as shit, and it's a punch in the gut. But the goal is to take one step at a、uh, at a time, one step after another, and then another, and another, and be able to rise above the fray that bogs us down because we're human. So here's a little background on myself. I'm a 48 year old Chinese, getting ready to be 49, but that's beside the point. Born in the U.S., born in New York. And I live currently a half hour west of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I'm single, never been married, zero kids. And when I think about it, actually, I could very well be a grasshopper myself because I've been going it solo for almost twenty five years, actually, since college. <sighs> But that's that may be another episode by itself. But not today. I've always been a Zen Buddhist, and my father is my actual Zen master. He's a lifelong Buddhist, and his way of teaching me about Buddhism, as I was growing up, was through practical, real life ex- examples, like how you treat people, or how you speak and think about things, how you meditate. Growing up, I've always thought. This was the normal teach your kid common courtesy kind of things, but it wasn't until my thirties when I started getting real about it. I don't remember what exactly happened to turn the switch on in my head, but what I mean by getting real is that it became more of a mindset for me, where most, if not all, of the things that I did or thought usually had a question tag to it, like why is this happening. What does this mean? What's the big picture? What do I, what do I feel like eating for lunch? These are all pretty critical life questions. But if you have if you really want to know more about the specifics and dogma and theology of Buddhism, I have the most perfect, the most comprehensive online resource for you, and that's Google. Just Google it because there's tons of information out there. And also because I'm not formally trained 
and I'm not qualified aside from my personal experiences to teach anyone anything about being a Buddhist. And actually, that's not my intent with this podcast. So, which moves us to that next question. Why why am I doing this podcast? Why am I doing it at all? Well, it's pretty simple, actually. It's about being present in the moment of every moment of my life. That's something so basic and fundamental in Buddhism. It's about showing up in life, doing things that are meaningful now while I'm still alive in this world and with my family. That's the critical part, with my family still with me by my side. And it's also about building a community of like-minded people who believe that we're all here for a specific reason. Now, let me elaborate with a story about my parents. So Zen master is 77 years old and Zen mom is 69, turning 70 in October. As of last year, they've been together for 50 years. I take care of these two kids and they live with me. In June 2016, Zen master had a stroke. So from that point on, I became his caregiver. It's sad and unfortunate that it has to take these kind of things to make you appreciate what you have. And I'm no different. Zen master survived, thank God, but he's different now physically, emotionally, just like me and Zen mom. I work full time and during the day, Zen mom takes care of pop. And when I get home at night, I give her a break and take care of him. From bathing to grooming to making sure that his meds are refilled to finally tucking him into bed every night, I do this every single day. And it's absolutely my honor and privilege to do this. But honestly, being a caregiver is no joke. It's hard. I love my parents, and I want to honor them while they're still physically here with me on earth. The last thing that I want is to stand over their graves and have regrets on the shoulda, coulda, woulda shit that hits people normally when their loved one moves on. And I'm really blessed that they're my best friends too. And besides being my best friends, also my muse for this podcast and for my writing on the blog and on medium.com. So yay, yay me. (laughs) And that, my friends, is the reason, is the why and the what for today's episode. So hope you enjoyed it. If you have any questions or comments or any ideas for future episodes, DM me on Instagram or swing by my blog sallyinthezen.com and click on the contact page and let me know. And maybe depending on your question, I'll feature it on, on a future episode. We'll see how that goes. I usually post a story weekly on Sundays or Mondays on my blog or medium.com. But with this podcast now, I'm thinking the podcast will, I'll post a, um, a new episode every other Wednesday. So you can follow me also on Instagram if you like, or Pinterest under Sally in the Zen. If you enjoyed today's episode, subscribe to the podcast and spread the word. While you're at it, if you like, give me a rating and let me know what you think. Thank you so much for listening and joining me on my pursuit to find Zen moments in everyday living. And hope to see you next time. And thank you so much for being with me 
on my first episode for Sally in the Zen. See you later.